Oh, okay, go. Okay. Let's hit it. All right, and we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Techonomics Podcast. I'm Chris with the Good Old Gamer YouTube channel, and today I'm joined by Connor from Graphically Challenged as Paul is visiting his mother for the weekend. So he, uh, I was like, hey, find somebody to sub in, and Connor, you're, you're just a champ, man. We got to get you like a gold jacket or something. Yeah. <laughs> really appreciate you helping out all the time. Yeah, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to be gone tomorrow. Can you sub in? And I was like, well... I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really like doing a ton. I got to work on some ads, but that's it. So. <laughs> there you go. Hey, well, you had a little bit of free time and uh, I kind of like doing it a little bit earlier. So that kind of worked out. And so, yeah, yeah, we were all good to go. And you definitely seemed like on the video the other day, you, you had a few opinions about the uh, NVIDIA leaks. So since I already kind of went over my thoughts on that, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts uh, considering, uh, you know, that's still pretty fresh and kind of the big news. Yeah, in fact, I put together like a little chart. Let me, um, oh, my second monitor is off. There we go, turned it on. <laughs> Let me, uh, I, this thing with Windows where like, if you have two displays, this annoys me so much. And I thought, oh, they'll fix it with Windows 11. No, they didn't fix it. Um, if your display is connected, but it's turned off, Windows doesn't know that. I suppose there isn't like a good way for, for, for it to know that other than if there's some sort of hardware built into the display. So I get it, um, but it's really annoying because I have something that's open on my other window it's off here like the other display it's off so then i i open up a new tab and it pops up on the off display and i'm like great great mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly that. that's exactly what i wanted <laughs> yeah when i'm not using my second monitor because i only really use it when i'm doing the streaming i just pull the power cable right out I'm like nope yeah honestly that's the best way to do it at this point unfortunately i think eventually uh they'll get around to figuring out a good way to do that if you have new displays or something i mean but, it's all digital now i mean nobody's using vga anymore it's like come on guys that should be able to send a signal hey i'm on that's yeah i i have a feeling it's down to the hardware at this point probably where like the display needs to be smart enough to send a signal through hdmi saying i'm off <laughs> you know <laughs> but i don't know maybe it's windows fault i wouldn't surprise me but anyway all of that to say i put together a chart um of like basically where i think things are gonna be it's actually not completed yet there's a few gpus missing from it and i won't go over the entire thing um but basically i'll look at like let's say the two that you're most interested in or the three which would be like 40 80 40 90 40 90 ti i know most people are gonna be buying 40 70 40 60 40 60 ti but they're most interested in hearing about 40 80 40 <laughs> That's yes just for, how it works from a news perspective and yeah because everybody wants to see what the gains are yeah, so um, I put together a chart based on, like, all of the information that actually leaked out in that data breach, plus stuff that we've been hearing from people, uh, like leakers on Twitter, like Cop87Kimi, uh, just just kind of, like, putting together my thoughts as well, speculation and stuff I've heard. And so, obviously, you know, stuff like pricing, that sort of stuff can change. CUDA core counts could even be slightly off. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a feeling it'll drop somewhere in here. Um, so taking a look at the RTX 4080, I want to talk about this one first because um, this one's a little weird because I think it's either going to be on GA 103 or GA one or uh, sorry not GA 8103 or 8102. Um, I don't know at this point which one they're going to go for. I think if AMD wasn't competitive, they would for sure be putting this thing on 8103, maybe even 8104. But since AMD is going to be so competitive with the RX uh, 7000 series. There is a question, are they going to do 102 again? 
Um, it definitely could happen. It seems like that's what most people believe. Um, but for me, I feel like it makes the most sense to put it on 8103 and try and get people to basically upsell you on 80 Ti, 9090 Ti and put those all three of those on 8102. So keep in mind, it could be on 8102, but let's just say it's on 8103. I think the price for this thing is going to be close to $1,000. Maybe it'll come in a little below $1,000, like 900 bucks or $850, but I'm just going to say $1,000 to be safe because it just wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Um, CUDA core yeah. count, the absolute... Uh, so we do know the SM count for 8103, and that is 84 SMs, which, which comes to 10,752. This is basically confirmed information. So, uh, I mean, unless this is a, another, like... I remember last time around, there was some stuff that we thought was confirmed, and then video was like, just kidding, that was wrong. We put that out there as, like, yeah, hope, basically. That Bo both, happen. Yeah, both AMD and NVIDIA psyoped the uh, the community. But, I mean, the numbers were right. We just didn't double the FP32 because yeah. we didn't know. Yeah, they just, like, basically hid some information that you wouldn't expect. So, chances are this is probably very close to accurate unless they're doing something wonky again um so we know it's basically 84 sms 10752 cuda cores um for the full 8103 die if they're putting the 4080 on the 8103 die it's probably going to be the full thing or very close to it um th it also means that um we, there's here the other thing we do know about 8103 is it's supposedly on a 256 bit bus um so to me that's why it would make sense to put the 4080 on here because then you can move from 10 to 16 gigabytes and that's going to be a huge selling point now if you put it on 102 you can move to 20 gigabytes but i think 16 is more than enough to get people excited uh because if, if you're someone who's sitting there with a 3080 and you're like wow i can get a 16 gigabyte card that's like 50 percent faster that's gonna feel huge to you um now the memory bandwidth is gonna be um actually not very good on this thing. I mean, if you do the math, even if they use 24 gigabits per second GDDR6X, it's not going to be that great. But what we also know is that 8103 has 64 megabytes of cache. Now, this is up from, I think, 6 megabytes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was like 5 or 6 megabytes, um, depending on the SKU, on the 102 last time. So this is a like an order of like 10 times greater <laughs> cache on this thing. So yes, um, the bandwidth is going to be down, but the cache is going to be so vastly improved. I think much like the RX 6000 series, what you're going to see is these things are going to be enormously faster at 1440p um, on something like an 8103 die. It won't be, maybe the scaling won't be quite as good as at 4K. It's also going to be terrible for mining, so that's good. <laughs> um, uh, but either way, it's going to be able to crank the performance out. I mean, if you look at 1440p, this thing... I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be around like 50% faster and they're going to reveal it in September. Like I'm almost certain. Well, I mean, how are you getting to the 50%? Because we, we know that it's the same SM count as the 3090. And that's only 10% faster than the 3080. So you got 10% there from SM count, mm -hmm. assuming that they didn't rejigger the whole thing. So how are you getting 50% uh, from clock speed, because or 40% from just clock speed. I don't think that they're going to clock 40% higher. Well, basically, the way I look at it, I mean, it, it could be that all the rumors and stuff are wrong. Maybe, it, you know, the top-end skew only ends up being 60% faster or something. That, that is a possibility. Um, but well, the, well, the top-end on... skew, I mean, the top-end skew has 71 more shader cores. We're talking about yeah. basically zero 
percent more on the 103 die. See that that's where I'm going here is like the the 102 die to me has plenty of room. Uh, real quick, I want to thank Bud Law he for the two for the Jet and Denver for the five spot. He said uh, this is for Connor, not the Jet. Uh, less environmentally, <laughs> <laughs> less environmental than crypto. Okay, well there you go. So so not the not the Jet. Okay, we can start the not the Jet fund too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I mean, it, it is certainly possible. It could be as low as 30%. I mean, that's the absolute minimum I would expect over something like a 30-90. Um, the reason why I'm thinking a little bit closer to 50%, like 40% plus, um, is, I mean, there's talk of, like, the 8102 full die being 2x or even greater than 2x. Yeah, um, I, can see it, I can see it being 2 to 2.25. Yeah. Now, I think like in reality, when you load up games, it'll maybe hit up to 2x, maybe drop a maybe come a little short of that. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, we don't know what the final driver is going to look like and stuff like that. Um, but and I think it's really going to depend on the resolution you play it as well. Um, but <clears throat> when I took a look at that, when I took a look at that and I started looking at all the core counts and like the possible clock speeds they'd be going at, I kind of came to the conclusion that like, well, if the, you know, if the 4080 has you know ten thousand and this has eighteen thousand based on how things scale i would imagine that this thing's gonna be pushing over forty percent then if if the estimation is a hundred percent for the one that has eighteen thousand it, it would just about line up it'd be somewhere around you know forty fifty percent is what i would guess that you'd be they'd be showing on their slides or whatever so that to me, that's probably where I'd expect it to land. If it didn't get close to fifty percent faster, I'd actually be a little bit disappointed. That'd be very bizarre. Like, so I, I'm. My, my guess is it's uh, the forty eighty will be one hundred three. <clears throat> It'll be a cut down die, and uh, more than likely, I bet you you're only going to get thirty percent faster than the thirty eighty, not the thirty ninety. That would be actually pretty disappointing. In fact, that would actually be. Um, a, It'd be a normal word. technically. Sort of. I mean, we just had a generation where the 3080 was faster than that, like versus the 2080 Ti, no, and that was it's only it's only 30 percent, and the 3090 is only 40 percent faster. There, there's not a lot in Ampere. Ampere is kind of a shit generation, yeah. to be honest. Well, and that's what I was gonna say is like that we're pushing 30 percent 4080 versus 2080 Ti on a basically garbage node. <laughs> like this is this thing is gonna clock like a demon. Like I'm expecting well over two gigahertz out of these cards. I mean, we oh, don't yeah. know. We don't have the information yet, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to be, like like I put on this chart, I'm expecting probably like 2.3 gigahertz out of a 4080. And clock speed does tend to scale pretty well. It's not, you know, one-to-one, -one, but it, it does scale pretty well. It's pretty good, so, yeah. You throw in some IPC, you throw in, because you got to keep in mind, like a 2.3 gigahertz boost clock, the way NVIDIA does their stuff, um, the 3080 has like a 1.7 gigahertz boost clock you know right it's it's like it'll it'll clock higher than that and maybe this time around it won't clock as much higher than the boost clock that's stated because they'll be pushing it a little bit harder um but that's like an enormous what what is that if if you take 2.3 well you mean you can just 7, math it i mean it's that's, essentially 30 percent that's 35 percent just in the clock speed so if you so got you 30, figure there's 30 percent there yeah, there, yeah, maybe. there might be thirty percent just there. If you throw in, you know, ten percent or more IPC, I mean, you're already over forty percent just looking at that. 
So th- th- that's why I'm expecting like it's it's got to be at least forty percent, you know. <laughs> Here, here's the hoping, but I mean, it, per- personally, I, I would expect thirty if you get forty, great, and it might just be that way. Like in some games, it might scale because. In terms of IPC, we don't really get huge IPC increases from these guys anymore. It's very iterative. There, there is no more low-hanging fruit from these guys. Uh, the cash thing might help out. I think that's mostly just for memory bandwidth uh, reasons. I, I don't really think that's going to help much in terms of IPC per se. But yeah, so 30 40%. I, I can get on board with that. I'd say that that's probably a fair range uh, for that. My the big thing for me is because the 102 die is so much bigger. It's huge. Like it's it's a completely different thing. It's like back when in the Kepler days when you had the like I think it was like 200 millimeter squared uh, 680, and then you had the freaking Titan. You know, like it was a massive gulf between them. Uh, I personally don't think that the 102 dies are going to be manufactured at Samsung. I believe all the rest of them will. And I think that one's going to be at TSMC, but I think that that's just going to be your 90 class on up. Yeah, I'm actually pretty sure. I wasn't sure at first, but I'm pretty sure they are manufacturing at least the 102 at TSMC. But I agree. Probably the majority of the lineup would be my guess. Um, it's They've put apparently like, <clears throat> oh God, it, it's something like two, two or three times the amount of money down. Um, if there was some information that came out, um, during an investor call that or something, or some financials that showed that they had put down like two or three times the amount of money and it was something like nine or $10 billion towards, uh, chip allocation at TSMC or something. And which is like way more than they normally do. So I'm like, okay, so they probably are manufacturing these at TSMC. I mean, they could. So I think... If I was to guess, the way they'll probably do it is they'll probably manufacture, at least the way I would do it, is manufacture all of Lovelace at TSMC 5 nanometer um, because you'll ha- basically have to because of how competitive uh, AMD is going to be. And then you just keep the 30 series around for much longer than traditionally. You just keep those going. <laughs> is That's the way I would do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, they could go that route as well. Keep Keep the old stuff. I think it really depends on... Uh, you know, if we get that flood of secondhand used GPUs, obviously they're not going to keep producing Ampere at that point because there'd be no point yeah. to doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's an option. We've been suspecting that AMD might do the same thing. Obviously, they're only going to launch the high-end stuff this year. It's just going to be the 102 die and then AMD's Navi 31. We're not going to see any of the rest of the lineup till, I mean, was it? They're still launching Ampere and RDNA 2 cards now. So, I mean, yeah. it might be two years before their lineups are finished again. Um, so who who really knows on that front? But I really only expect to see the high-end stuff. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Irish Gamer, thank you for the two euro. Uh, I know a few super yachts going cheap. So, all right, two euros to go towards a super yacht. So we got Jet, not the Jet, and a super yacht. All right, cool. You, you guys just want to see all the cool stuff. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing I was going to say is, um, so about the what they're going to release, I think my guess is, just based on what they usually do, um, they'll probably announce 4090, 4080, 4070 in September. Um, my guess was you could see the 4080 as early as, like, late September. Like, you might actually be able to buy it late September, um, maybe October. Um, just simply because I think NVIDIA is going to try and get this stuff out like way before AMD if they can. 
um, just so they can basically capture the market before AMD even has a chance. Because there are a lot of enthusiasts that will buy the fastest, um, and but they're also very impatient. You know, so <laughs> it, what? I gotta close, wait a week. No, yeah, if it's close <laughs> and they're already bought into a forty ninety or something, they might just hold on to that. Um, so if I was Nvidia, I'd probably be trying to do that too. I just think that the forty ninety, I was guessing probably like October, you'll probably be able to buy that forty seventy probably like late October. It, I, 4070 might even get pushed back further. Um, but I think 4080 and 4090, you'll be able to buy those pretty quick because they're going to be trying to just get them out. <laughs> like, like, all right, get these things out. Uh, I think eventually, I, I, probably before AMD releases their card, they'll plot a 4080 Ti that'll be like basically a, a heavily cut down 8102, but it'll still probably be a pretty big leap over the 4080 would be my guess because... If the 4080 is on 103, there's a huge space between the 4080 and 4090. Like a massive. Yeah. I, it just seems like the smart play for me would be get the 4080 out like fast. Get it out fast. People, the enthusiasts would be like, "Oh my god, it's you know 40, 50 percent faster. Um, I gotta buy this." Then the 4090 hits, and the the crazies buy that for like two thousand dollars or whatever, you know, because <laughs> it's insanely fast. Then the 4090 or it's then the 4080 Ti comes out a little bit later, and then the people who weren't quite gonna buy the 4090 will go for that, and it'll be before AMD even has a chance to reveal like they may have revealed their cards but don't have them out yet. And then you pull out the 4090 Ti as soon as basically the RX 7900 XT hits, so you have some disgusting 500 watt. You know, two point five gigahertz behemoth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can just barely with, with the the brand new six slot cooler and yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, I was talking to someone and they're like, "How are they going to cool this thing?" And I was like, "You know, I've actually put over seven hundred watts through a thirty ninety before. Um, I think it isn't entirely unreasonable. Like they could go up to like six hundred watts on something like a thirty ninety cooler. Because I was like, you if you haven't seen that thirty ninety founders edition cooler." It is disgusting. Like it, every other 3090 cooler on the market, in fact, any other air cooler that's ever been made pales in comparison to this thing that they've created. Mm -hmm. I've never seen an air cooler that performs this well. In fact, it's it's nearly on par with 240 um, millimeter all-in-ones, basically, is what it is, as, as long as you turn the fan speed up a little bit. So I was like, all they have to do is basically put better thermal pads on it, maybe increase the fin density, like the amount of fins on it, and then put liquid metal on it. <laughs> like, or, or they could just make it bigger either way, yeah. Like you could you wouldn't even have to make it bigger. Just put like make a thinner fin so that you could put more of them in there. Liquid metal and better thermal pads. And that thing, yeah, you'll still probably get pretty good temperatures even at a, like upwards of five hundred plus watts. It'll be fine. It'll, it plus just increase the fan RPMs a little bit so that it can move the air quicker. Yeah. Like, it... Yeah, I, they could do it. Like I, I, I in fact I think they will. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things that's going to be most interesting about this one. Uh, I want to thank Shane Hughes for the uh, Stealth 5 there. And then Denver, he's throwing $2 towards the solar-powered super yacht. All right, so solar-powered super yachts <laughs> going. Um, yeah, I, I agree that they could probably cool the thing. Like I said, they'll get a little interesting. The main difference between the NVIDIA coolers, obviously it's designed like where it's blowing air. But uh, they also use phase change, whereas the AIBs are cheap bastards and they don't do that. Um, it's where they actually have 
uh, liquid inside of the copper. And then what it does is it moves up, turns to gas, and then turns back to liquid and goes in. So uh, that helps out a lot. So yeah, on these super expensive cards, they're obviously going to probably, uh, you know, make that mandatory to cool these things. So that'd be pretty good. Um, I, I do agree with your point, though, that they'll probably do the GA-103 as well. It'd be the 102 and 103 dies that they'll do. Um, personally, I, I think that they're going to try to swing the 102s harder this time because just because of the way the market's behaved, I think that that's going to actually be their big push. Uh, and then they're going to basically make the uh, 4080 a backseat driver this time, whereas they did it the other way around, whereas the 3090 was the, you know, the one more thing. I think that the front and center GPU is probably going to be the 102, the 4090. Um, now, whether or not they go with 4090 Ti or Titan, or they could do both. I was thinking about that before. They could do three chips on the 102 die. Uh, I personally don't think that they'll make the, 10, uh, the 3080 Ti on 102, though. I think that they're not going to do that. They could. Uh, it depends mostly on AMD, but I believe that the GA103 is both going to be 4080 and 4080 Ti. I think they're going to kick down the 80 the Ti class a notch, uh, much like what they did to the 80 classes years ago. And reason for that is, much like with the RX 6800, there was never any supply for that because who the hell wants to cut down these big giant die to, to nothing? Uh, you know, you, you just don't get paid for it. So I, I just don't see them wanting to do that when they could have a Titan with 48 gigs of RAM, when they can have a, uh, you know, a 4090 Ti, $2,500, $3,000, and then a 4090 at about two grand, somewhere around there. And then you just lower everything else down. Now, ultimately, it does come down to AMD and what they want to do on price and competition. But if I was a greedy bastard, which NVIDIA are, that would probably be the way that I would go. Yeah, I, I mean, it would, they can kind of name it whatever they want. In fact, they could throw 80 Ti out the window and just not have it. But <laughs> I, I'm guessing that there's going to have to be some sort of pretty heavily cut down 8102. I don't, I don't know what they want to call it. They want to call it the 90 or 80 Ti or whatever. Um, just because they're going to have to have something like pretty big, but still somewhat affordable uh, to be competing with AMD. Because AMD is going to be like stupid competitive this time. It's going to push NVIDIA in ways that like, yeah, if AMD wasn't around, God, I think the 80 could even be as low as a 104. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they were like really trying to push everyone up. Um, I just think there's only only so much they can get away with this time around because of how competitive AMD is going to be. So, yeah, they're going to have to have, I think, three SKUs on 102. Like, they have four on right now, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> but I think they're going to have to have three because otherwise there's just such a huge gap between 103 and 102. I mean, you're talking about a difference of 8,000 shaders about, so. It's, it's 71% more, yeah. Yeah, th th that's a pretty big gap. So I, I figure they'll probably have one at like the full 18,432, someone around somewhere around 16,000 for another, maybe somewhere around 13,000 for another, uh, for the, the most heavily cut down one. Um, that's what I figured would probably be 80 Ti, and they'll just bring it in later to try and get everyone to get 90, 90 Ti first. <laughs> but yeah. even, even that being said, even if the 80 Ti is on 102, if it's 13,000 shaders and the top is 18,000, and they're pushing the top one, you know, an extra 200 megahertz higher as well. And maybe it has more cash and all that. 
it, it could still be a big improvement. I, I was I was speculating like a heavily cut down 102. There could be a difference of like 25% between that and the top end one, mm-hmm. depending on how f- far they push the clocks. That's not the case this time around. I mean, it, how many people really want a 3090 when it's only 10% faster? Not a lot. I mean, there's those people <laughs> who just want the fastest and they'll buy it regardless. Right. But there are a number of people who... Like when you look at the 2080 Ti versus the 2080, I mean that that was a significant jump, and people are like, "God, that's way too expensive," but it's such a significant jump that I'm just gonna do it anyway. And I I think they're gonna try and get you to do that this time. I think they're gonna try. I think the 30 series they got caught off guard, <clears throat> and it was kind of a mistake to have such little performance gaps. Could you imagine if the 3090 was 25% faster than the 3080? I feel like way more people would be interested in buying it. I mean, if, if there wasn't a shortage going on and you had a choice. Right. R- real like, world, normal situation. Norm, more, normal market. People would have been, I think a lot more people would have gone for it. It would, it would just be like, oh, well, it's it's a big jump. <laughs> right. So yeah. I mean, I anything less than about 25%, it's not even a tier jump. I mean, the 3080 and 3090, they're the same GPU. The, the performance yeah. is the same. Uh, you can argue smaller percentages, but yeah, like I said, anything under 25% is irrelevant. It's basically the same thing. Uh, thank you, John York. He's uh get game or, uh, was it graphically challenged to a uh, hundred thousand. So yeah, if you haven't subscribed game, uh, <laughs> graphically challenged other, I keep seeing the G and thinking GN, but, uh, make sure you do that. Let's get them to a hundred K. Let's push them over. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm actually making good progress now. It was, it was slowing down a little bit when like the shortages were really bad. Mm-hmm. But now things are picking back up, and I'm I'm gaining subscribers again. Like this month, I was like, this is like one of my best months I've had in a, a while. And man, <laughs> making those shorts helps. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, th- yeah, things were going pretty good. Like I said, up until the whole Ukraine thing, and then my channel went down in the toilet. I think it's because <laughs> I'm very analytical, and most of my viewers are very focused on things outside the gaming sphere. And when major things happen, they just don't watch. <laughs> it's like more important things going on. Yeah, I, I think I'm the opposite, where it's just like, everyone's like, well, we're just here for gaming. That's that's all. That's it. <laughs> I want to talk about computer hardware and gaming. That's it. I don't I don't want to talk about anything else. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't I'm talk like, about anything else, but it's just like the, the people that I tend to attract, they're very big picture focused, I think. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say real quick, um, just so we can get this out there. Um, by the way, if you don't know, um, apparently 8102, it, it, the top skew is 144 SMs. Mm-hmm. 384 bit 8103 84 sms 256 bit this one's weird um 8104 60 sms and this one is actually 192 bit that's that's a little bit strange but it you know, you know what it actually makes sense to me though because if they're going with a bunch of cash they can get away with that and yeah. you get you get an upgrade let's say they put the 70 or 60 ti on there you get an upgrade from 8 gigabytes to 12 that's pretty substantial like that that puts you on the edge for 4k to now you have more than enough you know so right. i think that's a pretty big upgrade um and then if you look at uh the 106 this one is at 128 bit so there it looks like they're really counting on the cash to pull them through this time um but oh, i think this is what amd allow, did yeah i think this is gonna allow them to up the memory on all the SKUs in a way that's very satisfying to buyers so they're gonna look at this and probably be more encouraged to upgrade because of basically every SKU is going to have a memory upgrade every single one so no it's well the 4060 good. would actually go backwards because that'd go down yeah the 4060 eight. would go backwards but i mean eight gigabytes for a 60 it, it's fine you know <laughs> like i don't have a problem with that 
I mean, most people wouldn't, but I mean, we're talking about 60 class cards at 350, 400 dollars. I mean, they're they're, yeah. they're 70 class cards now. <laughs> 60 class cards are 70 maybe, class money. Maybe they'll throw 16 gigabytes on. <laughs> I, I I thought of that. I was like, they could do that too. And then what's kind of interesting? Do you have any info on the 107? Is that going to be 64, or are they going to be smart and go to 96? Because then they could throw six gigabytes on it, which isn't great, but it's a lot better than throwing either four or finagling it to eight i thought it was 96 but i'd have to double check and I, I, I don't have it written down here because i just didn't get to doing the lower stuff yet <laughs> right but. well ni 96 makes a lot of sense to me because like i said then they could do six gigs which at that tier i mean basically it's gonna be essentially rtx 2060 performance uh on the 3050 and uh if they're getting the 30 percent bump so six gigabytes rtx 2060 we already know that that kind of works so i think that would make sense yeah, for me, it's kind of looking like the whole skew range. You're getting like a minimum of 30%, could be as high as 50% bump at every single level. And then you're getting this additional just massive increase on skews that we've never seen before, <laughs> like above and beyond that. Yeah, yeah, it, that that's where it's going to get really crazy. But I just don't know where the pricing is 100% going to lie. I, for me, I estimated, you know, 1,000, 1,480, 1,400, Ti, and then I figure somewhere between 1.8 and 2K for a 4090, somewhere between there, simply. I think they would push higher, but I think AMD is going to basically force them not to. Um, depends on where AMD comes in, though, too. I mean, AMD <laughs> could be just awful, too. And then at 4090 Ti, I'm like, yeah, you're looking at a minimum of 2,000. It's up, God knows where it's going to lie. Like, it could be 2,200, 2,000, 2,500, 3,000. I don't know. <laughs> like whatever they can get away with whatever part, AMD... part of me thinks they're gonna they're gonna go titan again because they haven't they didn't do titan that would time. make a lot of sense i would and like i think actually. think they're gonna push the moon i think they're gonna see if there's a market for the 5k gpu i think they're gonna 48 gigs full die five grand and uh i think they're that's gonna be the one that's sucking up all the power you know when we saw those crazy power yeah. numbers that, that that's where that's gonna be because they'll push the clocks to the absolute limit but uh, yeah, I think that they're going to just test the waters with the Titan. But yeah, I think between two and three for the one, the 102 dies that people would actually buy. Yeah, it's well, and I, I definitely could see them going. It, it, it really, again, it depends on what AMD does, because like if AMD has a 7900 XT that's faster than their Titan and it's $2,000, well, NVIDIA could maybe push 2,500 then, you know, because they can no, say, the, well, we have more I, memory or something. Oh, but, for, for, for a Titan, it doesn't matter. They could be 80% slower and they'll ch charge three times the price and people I, like, will buy it. <laughs> I think the limit they could possibly push on that card is just, is three grand because like, even for professionals, even if it has 48 gigs of RAM and, and like pro, pro drivers and stuff, or semi-pro driver. I mean, maybe if they went full pro drivers, yeah. Like if they just released a full-on professional card, they mm -hmm. could push higher than that. Um, but with like with semi-pro drivers, with CUDA support, with 48 gigs of RAM, if they do go up to 48, I just don't know how much. Um, I, I, I wonder if they can even do more than 24 because I don't know how much like, let's say they use 24 gigabits per second G6X. I don't know if they have 16 gig, uh, bit, uh, gigabit modules of that or not. I don't know if they're 8 gigabit. I don't know if they're putting it on the back. Well, so what I, NVIDIA used to do in the past is for their flagship, <laughs> they would actually have slower RAM but higher capacity. And this actually goes with Denver. Thank you for the two. Uh, he said, take four gig chips used on the A6000. Uh, they're cheap now. So yeah, that they could do it. Yeah, it just would, 
I imagine if they're trying to push performance higher, they're going to have to have high-speed memory as well. And I think that's also probably part of the reason as to why it's drawing so much power is I think they're pushing... I think what they're doing is they're taking basically the fastest G6X that's going to be available, and they're going to push it to the limit, whether that's like 24 or 26 gigabits per second. Um, and that's going to draw a lot of power, just the memory itself. And then they're going to push the core to the limit, which is also going to draw a lot of power. Uh, so then I, that has me wondering, like, will there be 24 or 48? I don't know. I think it would make sense for them to push 48. Like, nobody needs it, but it would make sense from a marketing perspective. But I just don't know if they can do it. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I, mm. we'll, it, it could be possible. And if, if if this is a card with 48 gigs of RAM and, and semi-pro drivers, yeah, maybe they will ask $3,000 plus for it because it's an actual, basically, entry-level professional card that's also the fastest. So they could, even if it's slower. You know, Even if it's 20% slower, they could ask more. And, and people will buy it over AMD anyway. I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm interested in AMD stuff, and it, it looks good. I just every time AMD makes a new series of GPUs, they they fumble somewhere, whether it be the marketing, or whether it be some sort of hardware issue or some sort of software issue. Something always goes wrong, uh, or they don't make enough. Some, something happens every time, and so people don't take them as seriously as as they could be taken if if they just stuck the landing basically. And so I have a feeling that that what they've done to their reputation. Despite the fact that, you know, NVIDIA's no better. But what AMD's done to their reputation over the years by screwing one thing up here or there, people just aren't going to buy them regardless. Like, we know this. This has gone on for years. Like, AMD will have a better product, and it'll be outsold 10 to 1 by NVIDIA. <laughs> so, well, to, to put things in perspective, right now, if you wanted to buy a RX, and any of them, they're all in stock. Multiple different versions. Uh, there's very few NVIDIA cards in stock, if you find them. But the RX 6600 is priced basically the same as the RTX 3050. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, you can go on Newegg, and now I can find every, basically every single card sold and shipped by Newegg. They're just prices are garbage. Um, but, like, AMD prices are way better at retail. Now, if you go on the second-hand market, here's what I'm starting to notice. NVIDIA cards plummeted around me locally in the second-hand market, like, over the last week. Like, they fell off a cliff. <laughs> like they, they've taken stuff. a hit yeah it's like used market it's not being reflected in retail but people are like uh-oh mining's done <laughs> and, and they're getting rid of them like i see people posting their mining rigs selling individual cards from mining rigs like it this stuff is happening around me um so i've definitely noticed a massive drop off in nvidia cards but at the same time right now if i wanted to i could buy a 6900 xt for 1100 locally like that's ten percent over over retail, so they're basically all like AMD cards around me are basically almost MSRP. Which I mean, we have to be great. fair. I mean, when these cards launched in twenty twenty, last year was the year inflation really kicked in. So I mean, you're not going to see any GPU launched pre Q three twenty twenty one. Those MSRPs don't exist because they're not possible in this world. They should just be bumped up. So what you're saying is, I mean, at a hundred dollars more, that is real world msrp at least yeah that's I only 10 percent higher i think just like with cards like a 3096 900 xc the margins are so high that on those cards you might actually you might see msrp like like the 6900 xc in fact i wouldn't be too surprised if like the 6900 xt uh, eventually you're able to see them locally for like 900 bucks now 6700 xt no it, like at best msrp or like 3080 at at best probably 800 bucks 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Because those cards are, there's just a lot less margin in them. Um, but like card like a 3080 Ti, I already see one for about 1400 bucks around me. Like that's really close to its MSRP, but it's also a much higher margin card. So I think certain models will actually get very, very close. Maybe not at retail. Maybe, yeah, maybe even at retail, you'll start to see very, very close on certain cards. Um, I mean, as time goes on, eventually they'll all get kind of close, but... Well, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll all drop below because new stuff, but... Yeah, I was telling people in my last video, I was like, I think if you give it a couple months, like, if you keep waiting, <clears throat> I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but if you kept waiting, you don't really need a card, you might start to see a lot of these show up near MSRP at retail, but if you wait, like, a week before the launch of the 40 series, people might panic sell these, and you might get them, like, well below msrp <laughs> like right and that would be a great time to buy because like i do expect the 40 series to have much better supply simply considering that they're putting like 10 billion dollars into chip allocation but we don't know what's going to happen with the 40 series i mean like what if china invaded taiwan and these are all being mm -hmm. made on tsmc you can score 3080 for like 500 bucks for like one week that that happens for i'd buy it <laughs> like why not yeah, it's it's definitely going to be kind of interesting with all the global stuff going on. As I think we talked about it last week. It's like, yeah, if that happens, and you can get a thirty eighty for five hundred bucks, uh, if China invades Taiwan and shuts down TSMC for a little while while they renegotiate deals and everything, even if they're down for only one month, your GPU is going to like quadruple easily in price, maybe maybe tenfold. If you get it for five hundred, might go up to five thousand because the whole global supply is just going to get shot. So it, <clears throat> yeah, so there's a lot of X factors. That's why I also believe it would be smart for NVIDIA to diversify. And instead of using TSMC exclusively, you have half your lineup here, half your lineup here, um, just in case. And the giant gap that we see on the uh, CUDA core count could indicate that. I mean, it, it, there's definitely something strange about that, especially since they're adding in the 103 die, even though there was a, a GA 103 it never really did a thing because it wasn't fast enough. But, you know, it, it's pretty clear that they want to slot in that new skew. And I personally think they want the 80 and 80 Ti using that, but we'll see what they do. But, uh, you know, it's just so huge. Like, they could have made it, uh, you know, 120 SMs or 110 or, or, or a lot more than 84 and then kind of just scaled up down the stack. But since they didn't, like I said, to me, it just screams, this is being made over here, that's being made over there. And that's why we, we did it, different transistor densities. But just, I mean, they can do whatever they want. That's just what it says to me looking at numbers on paper. Yeah, they're. I, I think, in my opinion, they'll probably produce these all on TSMC, but they, they could boom on Samsung. And if they are producing them all on TSMC, they are playing a dangerous game. Like, <laughs> that, yeah. that is, that's a little bit of a gamble. I mean, chances are it'll be fine. But, I mean there's a lot of factors that could make that a little bit of a gamble so <laughs> man i i feel like this whole last two years uh jensen's just been sweating <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's just that meme of that guy with the thing against his head like <laughs> looking at the two buttons <laughs> like, what do i do <laughs> yeah yeah damned if i do damned if i don't uh denver thank you for the 10 spot uh reminder pros are buying 20 to 60k uh, macbook pros five thousand dollar cards uh, aren't out of the equation and in, in my opinion more ram 
Uh, channels are better than faster RAM, speed, probably less power, more capacity. Well, I don't think that's going to have any more channels. It's not like they're going to do a 512-bit thing, yeah. so they wouldn't do that. Um, I mean, they could always come out. I mean, for five grand, they might as well make a special chip, you know, a 102 die with HBM or something, like slightly tweaked up. I mean, at that price point, you might as well. I mean, we're getting to that point. point. Like, if I spent more than two grand on a graphics card, I want HBM. Plain, plain and simple. You don't have HBM, then you're ripping me off. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, y you'd think they'd almost go for like a 512-bit bus or something, but they didn't. Um, in a way, it's kind of good because if mining's still around, then this thing isn't really going to be much better. You know, like a, a 4090 Ti or Titan will be only a little bit better at mining than like a 3090. So it's not going to be appealing, especially if the price is much higher. It, nobody's going to buy that for mining. It'd be insane. Like, I mean, some people will because they're insane, but like, like, it just doesn't make sense. So um, on the one hand, it's good for that. But I mean, we basically know what it is. I mean, it's 18,432 CUDA cores, and it's on a 384-bit bus with 96 megabytes of cache. So... The rest of it, we don't know for sure. We can we can guess at it, the price and the boost clock and the ultimate performance of it. But like we we basically know. So mm -hmm. no, it's it's not going to be on a 512 bit bus. Like we know it's 384. So that means it's either 24 or 48 gigabytes of RAM. And right, we we just don't know what they can do at this point. Can they do 48? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, it is possible. Yeah, could, it's, maybe there's 16 gigabit ch chips of. 24 gigabits per second g6x available right now and they're gonna put on the front and back again so they, they certainly could do something like that yeah i mean there's there so many different options that they can take but we know the basically the the rules of the game that they're working within um new tech here is saying uh the 8106 with 36 sms has a large gap to the 60 sms on the 104 yeah that's the second big gap that we're seeing crippling the x60 category that the main audience buys uh, yeah, I mean, but you also have to remember the 104 die has been weak for a while because it used to be an 80 class chip. And then with Turing, it became a 70 class chip. Uh, but I think it was 80 as well, but nobody cared because it was the, was it the 2080 and 2080 super were just complete shit. Um, so basically the 104 die, it just wasn't fast enough to be an 80 class anymore. And then this generation it's barely fast enough to be a 70 class. So they needed to give that a bit of a boost because it has to match at least the 3080 in performance, I'd say, or be close to the 3090, you know, somewhere in there. It has to be close to this generation's flagship. And I think that that's why it took that big of a bump. Yeah, 70 class is traditionally around the basic previous flagship. In fact, this time it, it, it's very likely going to be faster than the previous flagship. Kind of like how you look at the 3070 and it's, you know, it's it's what one percent faster than the 2080 Ti. It's um that I'd imagine the 4070 will be at a minimum 10 percent faster than the 3090. I mean, the 3090 is not much faster than the 3080. So, well, I, I think the 3070 will be just 3080, 3090. They'll pick one and hit that target, but I think that they're going to leave enough room for a 3070 Ti. I, I think every yeah, chip is is uh you know the the gpu and its ti so i think 103 is the 80 class both of them you yeah know, 102. I, actually, I i think you will see they're talking about huge gaps i think yeah you probably will see a 4070 ti on 8103 
and you'll probably also see a 4060 Ti and 8104. In fact, I, I kind of did the math, and I was like, well, considering the massive gap between 60 and 36 SMs, you'll probably see a 48 SM cut-down version of the 8104, 6,144 CUDA cores. Yeah, something that would be, like that. That would be 4060 Ti. 192-bit bus, you get 12 gigabytes. Maybe instead of G6X, they cut it down to G6, as they often do with those ones that are cut down just so that that way there's a little bit more of an incentive to go for the 4070 if you're kind of on the on the border. Uh, so I imagine that's probably the way it'll it'll work out. So you'll you'll have 4060 on 106, 4060 Ti on 104, 4070 on 104, then maybe 4070 Ti on 103. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be the full 103, but I mean it could go either way. You're right. There might just be three chips on the because of the big gap there. I think the the 104 will probably be a three chipper. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, th it's pretty clear what they're going to do. It's just which direction do they go? Like you said, it's ultimately going to be what does AMD do? So if we want to switch this conversation over to that, we have far less information about AMD. Um, but running off the assumption of the numbers that we've been hearing, which is 2.5x uh, performance of uh, current flagships, that would make it about 25% faster than 8102's best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, I think basically no matter which way you slice it, Amy's going to win. Like, the, it's, a, it's a 3x increase in the, in the core count. Like, even if the scaling's awful, like, even if it scales terribly in games, it, it's, there's just no way they can't win at this point. I mean, they would have to drop the ball on, on <laughs> drivers so bad to not win. Um, I think it'll be kind of close. Like, yeah, it might be within 20% or something. But, yeah, AMD's going to win. So <laughs> I, 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 I have a feeling that, like, for sure in games, that, that 7900 XT will be over 2x. How much over 2x? I don't know. But, like, definitely over 2x the amount of performance in real-world games than a 6900 XT. Um, I can't say for sure with the... 4090 Ti or Titan or whatever they want to call it. Like, it, it could be 2x or more, um, but it could fall just short of 2x. It really depends on how the core scaling is and what kind of IPC they get and how how far they push the clock speeds. We just don't know that. So it's, it's kind of guesswork at this point. We can kind of guess within about maybe 10 to 30% of where we believe they're going to fall based on the specs we have. It, it seems like you can always get within 30% for sure. Like, <laughs> for sure. And oftentimes within about 10%. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to see. But the, yeah, that 7900 XT is looking like a behemoth. I mean, what's it got? Like 15,000 up from 5120? Yeah. Some, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah I mean, got, uh, we're at the point now where we just go by thousands. I round everything up or down yeah. on, on the zeros. We're, we're too big to worry about, you know, 800 shader cores it doesn't even matter anymore uh which is ridiculous when you really sit there and think about it because that used to be flagship like 10 years ago um but yeah so 5,000 to 15,000 we're assuming 2.8 ish Paul and I kind of worked it out the other day and it's like yeah theoretically that that could work uh on the clock speed I think the top end model that they push to the moon they'll probably hit three gigahertz on it and make a big deal out of it I thought they were going to do that with this generation honestly uh they chose not to but I think they'll come out world's first three gigahertz GPU, and then they'll price it right next to the Titan, I think. Um, 
And and that's really going to be the big question. If they're faster, are they going to charge the same and offer a little bit more, do you think? Or are they going to push slightly higher prices for that little bit extra? Or are they just going to say, screw it, we're the fastest, and they're going to price the way they want to price? What do you think that AMD does, considering their recent track uh, record? Yeah, AMD in the past would have undercut NVIDIA and tried to steal sales. Um, I don't know if they'll do that. They could. I, I Honestly, I could just see them. Being like, you know what? Whatever NVIDIA charges, we're charging more. I don't care how much it is. If it's five thousand, we're charging six thousand. <laughs> like, and and nobody will buy it. Like, I guarantee you, nobody buys AMD flagship card. Like, they have to prove, like, they they have to win for multiple generations, or people aren't gonna buy these. So if they do that, it's a huge mistake in my opinion. But whatever, they want to do that. That's that's been their modus operandi recently has been it, it's what, their it, mistake to make and you just have yeah. to go that was a bad okay. move guys <laughs> okay go ahead like see how that works out for you i guess i guess they'll definitely be in stock like <laughs> you know that but um yeah it seems like recently they've just been like if we win more money it like it doesn't even matter if it makes sense they've just been doing that so for me i imagine what no matter what they price it at you're not gonna like it like it's gonna be a disgusting price, even if it's competitive. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> like <laughs> it's gonna be a bad price. Like I'm to tell you something. Here's something you should understand. I'm someone who tends to like to buy the fastest card if mm -hmm. it makes sense. Um, like heck, I even had a thirty ninety in my possession for a while, though I ended up selling it for thirty eighty text. I was like, there's no difference. Yeah, <laughs> like there's actually no no difference. <laughs> actually none. Um, so. Uh, I know people can argue over 1%, but that's not, like, even a... No, like, no. like I said, anything under 20% on a GPU is a wash in my world. For me, yeah, once you reach 5%, that's... Even if you have eagle eyes, that's just unnoticeable. It's not... It's stupid. So, <laughs> so uh, even for me, I'm not really interested in a 4090, 4090 Ti, 7900 XT. I don't need that. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's... That's just ridiculous. Like, you... The people who are looking at these cards are going to be people who are looking for they want the fastest because they want the fastest mm. or they're interested in it because I'm interested in it, too. Just like, believe believe me, I'm, I'm not going to buy it, but I'm very interested to see how far they can push things out. Maybe you're in just like ray tracing 4K 240 hertz. Um, it's, it's like looking into the future. What I can get yeah. next generation for the price that I want to pay type of thing. And so for me, really interesting technology. I love talking about, love seeing what it's going to do. I love to see the benchmarks. Obviously, it's going to be the most exciting GPU. Am I going to buy it? No. <laughs> I can just, just looking at the specs, I'm like, this isn't a card for me. Like, I don't, I don't need this. I'm going to be buying a 4080 because that's going to be a big upgrade in RAM. It's going to have a big upgrade in performance. And it's going to have everything I need to play 4K, 120 hertz up to 144 hertz or, you know, ultra-wide, 3440 by 1440. More than enough. So just to give you an idea, like, if, if you're someone who, it, it, as exciting as it is to talk about these cards, if you're someone who's waiting for a 7900 XT, it's not going to be $1,000. It, and you're not going <laughs> to need no. it. It's not going to be reasonably priced, and it would be silly to buy it, basically. Or, or well, you, you might actually be wrong. The 7900 XT might be... $1,000, but it's not going to be the flagship. It, but it's not going to be the one, flagship. Yeah, one of these two things is not going to happen, yeah. I just can't, like, if, as much as, even, like, keep this in mind. This is my job to work with hardware, 
and I'm not going to be buying a 4090 Ti or a 7900 XT. Like, there's not a reason for me as someone who can write it off as a business expense. <laughs> so there's definitely not a reason for most people. Again, unless you're super into ray tracing, 4K, 240 hertz, 8K, something like that. Other than that, you probably aren't going to be interested in these cards. They're going to be so priced, priced so astronomically that it won't make any sense. You, you won't even see... Like, you could be someone who's playing in a 4K 120Hz OLED, and you won't see a difference between a 4080 and 4090 Ti because you'll be maxing out your frame rate anyway. Well, hopefully. So, hopefully there. Depending but, uh, on the game, I suppose, but... Well, that that's kind of what led to my thumbnail today. And I mean, I see it from the guys in the chat all the time and a lot of the questions that we get over here. There's definitely this giant divide that's coming. You definitely have the camp. Uh, let's call it the tech deals camp. OK, you have those guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. And uh, they're the people like you were just saying that I want the fastest because there's no logical reason beyond that. There's a and few you, people that do. Yeah, but... You got the money. and You just want the fastest. Sure. What, why not? I mean, it's it's your money. If you feel like it's worth it, I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go for it. Right. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that too. Um, it, it's the whole. It's, it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That's exactly what it is. You didn't do it because you needed it, and you didn't do it because it made any sort of logical sense. You did it because you wanted to. Like that's that's fine. Um, but I'm actually starting to see the the regular people. You're normally your 60 class, maybe even old 70 class. Basically, your 200 to 400 dollar GPU buyer from just a couple of years ago these guys are now they're doing a lot of what i'm doing like i've slid down i've always been like a 400 maybe occasionally i'd buy a 500 gpu if it was you know the performance was worth the extra bump but like yeah. i just keep sliding backwards because there's it's just getting worse and worse and worse in that segment to where it's like well now i'm only gonna spend a hundred dollars on a graphics card well they don't make one well i'll wait five years and then pick something up for a hundred bucks and it's really making this huge gap i don't know if you're seeing that but yeah. I, I'm definitely noticing this happening. It seems like even though 70 class cards are still selling very well, it seems like they are getting less and less interest in that mid tier. Like mm -hmm. it, it's starting to kind of divide where like the interest is becoming more and more towards the high end. And then everyone mm -hmm. else just silently buys the entry, you know, like they might not look up a ton of videos about graphics cards and stuff, but they are buying a lot of those entry cards. Um, just to give you an idea, and you, but you do have to keep in mind, though, like, even though it might appear that way and when you put out videos because people are more interested in the high-end stuff, um, you do have to keep in mind that realistically, like, the best-selling cards right now are, like, 3070 Ti. Like, people are still very interested in purchasing those. Obviously, they're selling very well. Um, but we do also have to keep in mind, like, I'm expecting the 4060 to be over $400. Like, actually. Like, I, oh. I think they're going to try and push prices again. Um, because I think it's gonna be so fast that they'll they'll justify it that way. They'll just be like, but yeah, but it's like almost thirty eighty. So are you gonna say no to four hundred plus dollars? You know, they'll try and push that angle. Or well, it won't be. Yeah. See, that, that's the thing. We already know that that's gonna be a, the one hundred six die. At best, the forty sixty is gonna be twenty eighty super. I don't even think it'll match a thirty sixty ti. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think you'll. It, it'll. It'll probably be faster than a forty or a thirty seventy, I think. In 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 my my best guess, it'll probably be around there. And yeah, it is a bit more cut down than I was expecting. I I kind of was almost expecting them to bring forty sixty and make it a cut down one hundred four, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it's around you know thirty seventy. 
somewhere in there. So, I mean, if you're getting it, I think that's what they'll do is it'll be around 3070 and they'll be like, yeah, but it's cheaper than the 3070 released at. And it's, you know, it's, it's just as fast. <laughs> and, and it still has eight gigs of RAM. That might be how they justify that one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, cause technically people look at that and they'll go, it's better price to performance and they're right. It is. It's better price to performance. It's technically still better. It's well, not a good trend, but it's still better. <laughs> I, I personally think that it'll be slower and cheaper. I think that they'll go back to 350, which is what the 2060 launched at. And I think it'll basically be a 2070 super type performance. I think it will lose to a 3060 Ti. Um, and then you'll have a cut down 3060 T. Uh, the 4060 Ti will be 450. And that I think will match um, the 3070. And I think that you're just not going to get that that much of a performance bump on those levels. And you'll get 30% on your 3050. And that'll be, you know, like I said, 2060 performance at $250. That card was $300 at the end of its life cycle, like three years ago. Um, <clears throat> so th uh, these guys are, it, assuming that happens, or I'm close, this is the reason why I'm seeing this divide come up. And I think this is why a lot of people are moving. They're moving away from DGPU entirely. Like, it's not even just that they're moving down the stack. They're getting away from it. That's why I think, like, devices like uh, the Steam Deck, uh, the 1X uh, player is now getting a Ryzen version. And um, what else is there? MSI just came out with basically a little thin client machine with uh, 5,700Gs and stuff in them. And I'm seeing a lot of people move completely away from DGPU at this point. And they're like, if it doesn't run on what I got, I don't play it. Too bad. Sucks for the developers. I don't. I just don't give them my money. That's the divide I'm seeing. There's people just being completely pushed out because these guys are just destroying uh, any sort of previous value segment, I think. Entry has been really bad. I was going to say, though, I, th I think you're definitely underselling the 4060 Ti because if that's based on 8104, like we know the the gap between the top amount of SMs and the uh, you know the in the in the lowest they would or in the um, eighty one hundred six sorry it's like the top amount of SMs you can have on an eighty one hundred four and an eighty one hundred six sixty versus thirty six is a huge gap right they got right. somewhere in the middle with the sixty Ti somewhere so that's why I put it at forty eight SMs so it's got to be somewhere around there sixty six thousand one hundred forty four CUDA cores that's more CUDA cores. Than's on the 3070. Like, it's a 3070 Ti. It's a 3070 Ti amount of CUDA cores. Mm -hmm. That's not taking into account 35 percent, you know, clock speed bump. Not see, taking into account any. See, IPC. but you you have to understand that they will limit power, so you won't get the clocks. Like this might only yeah. run at two gigahertz. It's like they, one, they they will screw it over somehow. Yeah, it won't it won't clock as high as a, as a 4070 because they always do that when they cut it down. But even if it only got like a 20 percent clock speed bump and IPC. Like, it has to be much faster than the 3070. Like, there's no way you could possibly make this GPL uh, without it being much faster than a 3070. It's not possible. You'd have to, but, like, limit the clock speeds to, like, 1.5. But if they do but if they do three, three 104 dies, they could cut it down to 40. Uh, yeah, for, if they do another one on 104, that's, that's something we don't know. Like, we don't know how far they'll cut it down and what they're going to name things, you know? Right. I just imagine, like, if that's where it ends up, the 60 Ti will smother it, like it'll be, it'll be so much faster that you'll be comparing it to 3080. Like, you'd it'd be like faster than a 3080. 
Like yeah, it would it would be like five percent above, you know. I, I personally think they'll give you a thirty seventy TI level performance at best at four hundred and fifty. I don't think they'd go any lower because they don't need to. Remember, they're gonna be pushing up the eighty, so they got more room in there. The seventy will probably be seven hundred ish. Uh, maybe the TI will be seven hundred, and then they'll have the seventy be slower than it typically would be, and maybe that'll be like six or something. Um, but you and I both agree the eighty's getting bumped up, the seventy's going with it. I think the 60 Ti and 60 will go up, but not by or not by a lot. I just don't think that they will. But the performance just won't be what you would want it to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the 4060 will be quite as fast as we wanted. Originally, I thought it was gonna be like lightning fast, but when when the full basically um, specs of the GPUs themselves leaked out, I was like, oh, okay. Well, 4060 is not gonna be quite as big of a jump as we as we would like. I mean, it depends on how they name things, I guess, but. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Overall, I think it's going to be a pretty big jump out of the entire series. And I think basically their their game plan is let's let's try and increase prices, but give them better price to performance. Like, it'll be a bad trend, and people who've been watching for years will notice, but everyone else will just go, you know, better price to performance, better cards. And they're right. It is. <laughs> I, I do want to throw this little X factor out. I was thinking about this before we started. Uh, what if this is the generation that they just eliminate MSRPs entirely? They could. I I just don't know how that would make any difference. I mean, that only kind of makes sense when when you're in a situation where we're at now, where it's so hard to get cards. But I, in fact, it's not even hard to get cards anymore. It's just bad prices. But um, I don't know. I, I guess they can go ahead. It then I mean, it, it would be kind of interesting. So basically, it'd be up to the AIBs to find the ceiling on each card. It would be a shame um, if they got rid of the Founders Edition, too. Because, I, honestly, in my experience, the Founders Edition, I've had the least issues with them. Like, maybe they have hot memory or something. But, like, I don't have them dying on me. I don't have issues with warranties. I don't have, you know, weird weird problems with them. They just work. They clock well. And they look nice. You know? <laughs> like, they're just, like, old faithful, basically. You know? Like, you just know it's going to work good. Well, it's way nice back... Blow up. I mean, uh, the founders pre-Ampere, at least, they always had like a, super, a pretty good premium on them. And uh, I mean, they could do that. They could still offer those instead of price, but we might conflate that as MSRP. But I, I think that it really depends on which direction the market goes. If Kyle Bennett's right in his article where they just say, the hell with it, we're not doing MSRPs anymore. Basically what they do is they just sell the GPU to all their partners. Let's say they say 102 die plus RAM, 200 300 bucks whatever it is and yeah. then you know they buy it and then after that nvidia's like i don't care charge 20 grand for we don't give a shit <laughs> you know nvidia does not care because they just made their 200 dollars or whatever uh off the thing and and they just don't after that their hands off and just let the aibs basically test the waters that's essentially what we've been living through here recently so prices will go like to stupid levels and just slowly trickle down um they could they could do that this generation. I think at least at the high end they'll probably do that. So this way they don't come out and go, "Hey, here's the 4090 at twenty five hundred dollars." I'd be like, "Hey, this is the fastest graphics card in the world." Blah 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 blah. Here's numbers, um, and then the reviewers can't really review the thing. It's like, yeah, it's eighty percent faster, or twice as fast, you know, whatever. Uh, and then it comes out, and then you see Gigabyte selling one for two grand. Asus is selling theirs for 3.5, and <laughs> there's everybody in between. And basically, it'll just be uh, wh whoever 
you know, just find the price point that people will hit. I, I think that might be the way that they go too, at least on the high end. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just depends on if they continue to have bound resistance cards around or not. <laughs> Honestly, though, I've had like a lot of really shoddy experience with various AIBs, whether it be the build quality of the card, the customer service, just it not cooling it well. <laughs> like I've, I've had like a bad experience with the 30 series testing out cards with AIB cards. I'm like, ugh. Their, their QA, just or their quality assurance, you know, they just went out the window. They're like, just throw everything we can out the door. <laughs> like, QA, yeah. who needs that? Well, you know, it, these people will deal with it because they're not going to get yeah. a replacement. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll just deal with it. And then when they try and get a replacement, it'll, we'll just make them wait three months. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not the best way ever to do it, but definitely seems like that's the way that they're going. But yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I got is about the forty series. So, yeah, I mean, you de definitely went in deeper than I was uh, kind of expecting there. But we kind of tied in the other thing. It, the big thing for me is the divide that I'm seeing. Uh, like here we go. Here's Argent TV. Uh, he's saying if the um, new market isn't sensible by February 2023, it's basically a year from now, uh, I may just get a used 2080 Super Founders, uh, hopefully for less than 500, and call it a day. It's the the prettiest GPU, and I was uh, and wanted it anyways. So well, there you go. Yeah, I kind of like the Super with the shiny chrome look. Like that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was neat. I just I just can't personally buy anything with a piano finish. <laughs> you touch it once, ugh. Just one. Uh, you're one of those guys who'll be sitting there with the, the turtle wax, like, get that shine back, get that shine back. I would have to, because I'd be like, ugh, a fingerprint. It would drive me insane, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's almost where I'm at, though. It's like, I'll just buy something, and I will literally run it into the ground. It's like, until it stops doing what I want. I'll also stop buying <laughs> the latest games, because they're not very good. We've talked about this many times. There are very few AAA games that are actually worth it. What's the best PC AAA game this year so far? It's God of War. It's like a five-year-old PS4 game. Um, you know, for the most part, the I'm AAA stuff... Maybe. Oh, sorry. I was going to say maybe uh, Elden Ring now, but... Yeah, El Elden Ring just came out, and that one's doing pretty good. But Age the God of War is example is perfect, because like that's going to be at least up there with Elden Ring. Um for the most part, you're going to be waiting on these games anyway until they're either older or the indie space is really where the more interesting stuff is coming from. And you just don't need a lot of hardware for that. And the big thing that everybody's all jonesed about now is the Unreal Engine 5 stuff, which is great. But first off, they have to run on an Xbox Series S. Like everybody seems to forget that it has to work on that. So that's basically like an RX 580 or an R, uh, was it RX 6500 XT level GPU. And it has to be playable, at least at 1080p 30. So you double that in performance and you should be able to get double. Um, and then uh, those games aren't coming out for quite a while because the engine's still so brand new. They're still adding features to it. Uh, you might get a few titles, but I think those are mostly going to be the latter half of the generation. So like what you were saying before, I mean, we're basically getting to the point, like, why would you need this level of performance? You know, uh, if you just set yourself to like 1080p, 60 FPS is your target. You know, you, you don't even need any of this stuff. And I'm just seeing a lot of people just figuring out that they don't need this crap until the prices get to where they feel like it's worth upgrading on the secondhand market. Like 
uh, Argent was saying, you know, I'll pay 500 bucks for this card. Once it hits that, I buy. I think that that's, that's where a lot of people are starting to go. Yeah, honestly, right now, I've just been like, your display is more important. <laughs> like, like if if graphics card prices are whacked, buy a good display. That, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, the, we've been saying that for, for years now. You know, get yourself the OLED. Because what's the point of having a 4090 without an OLED at this point? I mean... Yeah. I, I, I just say this. Like, imagine playing using an RTX 4090 and playing on like a just a regular you know a, re a regular LCD LED LCD display why but you you you've got your, you've got your stuff all screwed up all you got it backwards like I was telling um Paul I was like dude I would rather have a 3060 and an OLED than a 3090 and an LCD mm -hmm. and I'm serious <laughs> I was like this it just makes no sense why have all that horsepower to push a garbage image like like i'm sorry but lcd the only good lcds out there are those like hdr thousand displays and they're stupid expensive like they're not a, they're not worth your money they're like yeah they cost as much or more than an oled and and their blacks are still terrible like <laughs> so it's it's just like why you know why spend two thousand dollars in a graphics card to get basically a slightly better experience than someone who is just bought like a rx 480 like seriously <laughs> like, you're 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 what you're looking at isn't going to be that much better like it might be more pixel dense it might be higher frame rate but visually eh. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the mo the motion thing was the biggest difference for me uh 4090 on tn i mean there's gonna be a lot of people that do that there's gonna be a lot of people oh, yeah. buying 4090s and putting them on, on like 1080p 60 1080p. displays yeah 1080p six years uh, dude i've seen people do this like they'll they'll buy like an rtx 3090 and they're playing on a 1080p 60 hertz display or they're playing a 1080p 144 hertz but set to 60 hertz because they haven't <laughs> for, they forgot to set it and i'm like dude oh just buy like an apu like <laughs> seriously like what what are you even doing like you you you're wasting ninety five percent of your graphics performance doing nothing. Like th there was no purpose for you to buy this at all. And like, and buy that's the display first. How <laughs> like get your display set up right, then look at graphics cards. That's yeah. the way you should look at it. And and I think that's really uh you know kind kind of goes with what I was saying. Like a lot of people are falling off because they're they're figuring that out. You know they're re recognizing oh hey you know like when I bought the OLED. Um, cause I sit far enough away from it cause you know, it's a big display. I only need 1080p on there and cause I can't tell the difference from the distance where I am and, uh, anything beyond 1080p is visually almost no different. And then 60 FPS on the OLED looks so much better that I, I no longer need high frame rate gaming. Um, except for like on a few games, but for the most part I use controller upstairs. So if I'm going to do that, I'll come down here on high refresh anyway. So for the most part, that like limited me. 1080p 60 is the absolute maximum that I need for the visual experience that I get from the OLED. And uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you're limiting yourself to the display and you're actually recognizing that you don't need all this performance, yeah, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people are interested in the APUs and there's a lot of really cool stuff that's coming out now. Uh, like I said, MSI is now coming out with this little cool box. I'm really interested in it. I don't know how much they're gonna charge, but I wanna check that out. And uh yeah, I, I just see that everybody's either being pushed to ultra budget <laughs> or the ultra high end. And like we were just saying, the, the mid-range 
is just getting squeezed out because even the you think the 4060 is going to be a little faster than I do, but do you think 60 class is going to 400? Which, if your performance is right, I agree with you on the price. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, like, if you are someone who's running an LCD display, which is you know the majority of the market, it's not. It's not like you're saying that's a you know you can't do that or or it's like an inferior way to game or something. It, I'm just saying like if you're buying an LCD, look for something that's you know four hundred dollars or less because you're being budget conscious. Obviously, it makes sense. Don't buy a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars LCD. Don't waste your money, and also don't buy you know thirty, eighty, thirty, ninety. Don't waste your money. Like <laughs> if if you want to play a ten eighty p sixty or you want to play on a fourteen forty p LCD, th that's a great option. Just don't then buy a thirty ninety for it, because yeah. it makes no sense. Like, choose your display first. Be like, I want to play at fourteen forty p at one hundred forty four hertz because that's the sweet spot, and it is. It's the LCD one hundred forty four hertz fourteen forty p is the sweet spot for gaming. It's probably the best way you can go right now. Um, then buy something that makes sense for that. But probably up to a thirty seventy would make sense for that. Um, buying higher than that, you don't really need it unless you're doing like ray tracing or something. But then again you know hdr will make a bigger difference than ray tracing oh you know, yeah oled will look better than ray tracing like so it's all i'm trying to say is like if, if you're spending money spend it wisely don't waste it don't don't buy graphics cards that you don't need because as much as exciting as graphics cards are uh, there's an order of where, where you should be spending your money and for me it's display then graphics then cpu you know like it goes in in that order as much even though my channel's like 100 on graphics it's like yeah but displays what you look at like this is this is what you're seeing in front of your eyes so it's the most important right the, the gpu is just the driver it's just what drives it yeah so, i mean I we, we've all been talking about that for a long time i remember Celso when he started doing it uh because he's like bio led bio led bio led and i was like all right i finally just broke down i'm like how much better could it be then i saw it for myself i was like oh he's 100 right Way and that, <laughs> it, it, like i said world changing because like you said uh the smart move is buy to the monitor don't or, or display uh don't don't buy just because faster equals better because you're just yeah, throwing money seen, away a lot of people make that mistake it's it's like it, yeah it, gaming on a lcd 1440p 144hz display is is still great to this day um obviously it's not going to look as you know rich as an oled display but it's still a great gaming experience so if you have that in mind then buy the gpu that's appropriate for it you know you don't don't spend three hundred dollars on a monitor and two thousand dollars on a graphics card that doesn't make sense <laughs> it's not really benefiting you a lot and you're, you're spending a lot of money you would have been better off Instead, spending less on your graphics and more on the display, or just spending less on both. Like, you know, like why, 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 why waste it? You don't need to. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this audience is pretty, uh, pretty good on that one. These guys know to look for that. Um, some people. I mean, Ar Argent saying, I, "I love ray tracing." I mean, go for it, buddy. I mean, ray tracing is great. For me, HDR is a bigger thing. The uh, Much this is one of the main reasons why I primarily game on the Series X because it has the auto HDR on older games. So literally every game that I play on there has HDR and it's way better. It's a much better experience than playing on PC because yeah, you, get, say, you get all that. Um, I definitely noticed the consoles do a better job of HDR, but mm -hmm. on Windows 11, we do now have auto HDR and it does pretty well. Like it's, I load up, most of my games will be auto HDR, like the vast majority of them. Even if they're not mastered for HDR, and it looks pretty good. 
So I'm like, that alone for me was worth the Windows 11 upgrade because I'm like, oh, thank God. Because you got like, lucky. Your, yours worked. Paul's having trouble. I had trouble. Windows 11's a no-go for me. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no-go. No-go no on Windows 11, not at least for a few years. Yeah, the only issue I've had is I have a, one or two audio quirks with Windows 11 that weren't there in Windows 10. One of them is if I have, sometimes if I have this audio interface turned on before I start Windows, sometimes it crackles and I have to turn it on and off. And then there's one other issue. Um, when I scrub through videos, I get a little crackle. Like, on the windows media player those are the only two issues i've had and they're like very yeah, easily not, to get around but yeah for, i was hearing paul is having like a nightmare problem with windows 11 well like, his his discord crashes yeah i was like constantly. i don't know yeah i mean if, if that's windows 11 don't don't use it i guess <laughs> like I, I don't know what to tell you yeah, yeah there's something uh, wonky going on there yeah, I, well, personally, I don't typically use Windows versions till they're at least two to three years old. They have to be mature because uh, there's always all sorts of crappy problems. But, yeah, I would have waited, but I was like, oh, I want that auto HDR. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, it works good on the Xbox. I didn't try it uh, on Windows 11. Like I said, I just didn't it got have it around better. long enough. After a few updates, now it's like the majority of stuff. Because like an OLED does kind of its own auto HDR, which does an okay job. But when Windows does it, it's much better. It's, it's much more accurate. So, yeah. But yeah, back to what the original point was. That's way bigger deal, like far more noticeable than than ray tracing is. At oh, zero yeah, performance, hit. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, I guess it depends on the architecture. I think the twenty series is like what five percent, and then after that, it basically became zero. Five percent is zero percent. I it mean, zero. Yeah. <laughs> even fifteen. Even fifteen percent. I'd be like. I mean, yeah, 15. even if it's 5% versus, like, a 1,000% ray tracing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on your card. I guess uh, some cards, it's, like, 30, 90. It's, like, what, a 50% hit or something. Depending on the game and the stuff that's used. But it's, like, still, I just, for me, yeah, if you asked me, what would you prefer, HDR or ray tracing, I'd hit H, I'd, like, be smacking the HDR button a thousand <laughs> times before I even looked <laughs> at ray tracing. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, no. I mean, ray tracing is cool in select scenarios, um, but yeah. it's HDR is amazing always, <laughs> always. Yeah. I, I personally don't think that uh, ray tracing is going to matter till UE5. And like I said, I, I still think that we're a ways away for that. And even UE5 doesn't like ray trace the whole scene. It just ray traces very select and important parts that are necessary to make the image look better. So it's more like, calculated ray tracing or uh you know to, to maximize the visual fidelity so that that's the reason why i think until then it's just not going to matter uh samuel is saying uh he's going to run windows 10, 10 until it stops getting support uh and then probably linux see this is the amazing part about windows though like you can still run xp like yeah. it doesn't matter if it gets support or not the security fixes don't really do anything unless you're doing shady shit on your computer so Stay on clean websites and you never, ever have to update Windows. The main reason to update is for features like uh, like Connor was saying, the auto HDR. That's that's a big one. If you're running an OLED, you might want to do that. There might be a way to get it in Windows 10 because well, Windows 10 and sure. Windows 11 are so close. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if you did some digging if there wasn't a way. You know, <laughs> some, some DLL files you just drop in and it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah it might be possible. <laughs> If if not now, then maybe in the future. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, okay. So let's hit the last topic. Then we'll jump on over to questions. Uh, this was 
something that I guess you didn't really look into because you're not looking into CPUs. But AMD finally coming out with budget Zen 3 CPUs. Um, so they're, you're going to look it up now? Yeah, I just said, thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank God. Uh, but they're coming out with the Ryzen 5, or supposedly, this is a leak, uh, 5500, the 5600 non-X, and then supposedly a Ryzen 7 5700X. Now, the leaker was saying that the 5500 would be six core, six thread, and compete in price with the 12100, around the $120 price point. The 5600 non-X will compete with the 12400, around the $180 price point, and the 5700X will be around the $250 price point. So it's actually going to be priced similar to like a 5600G, <clears throat> which, I mean, hey, you know, that's cool. I'd, I'd definitely rather go that route if you're using DGPU. Um, but is it too little too late, or do yes. you think that this is just going to be like... <laughs> ah, for you guys that aren't going to AM5 anyway, here you go. <laughs> just <like> yes, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, way too late. Way, way too late. They these should have launched like a month after the other CPUs. But AMD got greedy, and it is what it is. Dude, I don't know. I AMD kind of pissed me off with um just the the last generation of everything. Like. The 5000 series for Ryzen was great, um, and the 5950X was the fast CPU for a while for gaming, but they really just took the ball and ran with it in terms of price just immediately. I, I, and it's just funny because everyone was like, AMD's our savior, AMD's our savior, and in, and I was kind of in that camp too a little bit um, when I was making videos about Ryzen and all that because they were. They really changed the whole market. Like We, we, can't, we can't downplay that. Um, but I always had in the back of mind, and I, t I told people, man, as soon as AMD gets a chance... I just, I don't know. I feel like they're really going to start screwing you over. And they did, like, worse than anybody thought. Just immediately, mm -hmm. CPUs and graphics, just immediately, the first chance they got, they're like, you shook their hand, you turned it back, and before you even turned all the way around, they had a knife in your throat, <laughs> like, just, <laughs> and in your back, just both, both at the same time, before you even had a chance to fully turn around. I was like, Jesus, guys, like, come on. Like, give it, like, at least one generation. Like, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Zen, so Zen 2, hyper-competitive. Zen 3, to the moon! Yeah. In, yeah, instantly. And the graphics, too. Like, 5,000 series, they went up in price. It was like, here's the price. Boom, 5,000 series, and then 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. You, you look Not at the margin graph, and it's just a straight-up arrow. There, There is no... No angle to it, just straight yeah, it 90 degrees. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh, my God. They didn't even wait. <laughs> like... <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I mean, if you look at like, um, well, people were taking a look at like the RX four eighty, and then it was like, what was the replacement for that? The was it the fifty six hundred XT was supposed to be a spiritual replacer or something? I guess. I mean, it's really hard to say because the real replacement was obviously was the fifty seven. It was the fifty seven hundred was the real replacement, um, but the fifty six hundred XT eventually was kind of close in price. So I guess you could say that was the replacement, but it had six gigs of RAM versus eight, and it was still more money and smaller bus and stuff. Yeah, it, it was just so from everyone kind of knew like okay, the price to create a fifty six hundred XT where it should be today, like this should have been the replacement we got, considering how much improvements we should have been getting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it wasn't. And so then if you think about that, it's like, okay, if ARCs 480, 5700 XD, 6700 XD, it's just like, what? 
what happened? Like, oh my God. That that to me was the signal. It's like, okay, Ryzen 5000 and Rise and uh, Arc 6000, they just do not care. They're like, how do we get our margins up? So they, they're just being Nvidia now at this point. Okay. Well, we got to buy Xilinx. Get get that uh get that stock price to as high as it can. Uh, Brian Holder, thank you for the four ninety nine. It's always great seeing Connor pop in for a visit. We love having Connor here. He's we said we got to get him a jacket or something. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something for him. I'm surprised Sprite's not in here. You know, uh, sexually harassing you as normal. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of his thing. But yeah, I, I think AMD lost a lot of goodwill and. It, it, once again, it comes back to what I was saying. Like, I keep seeing everybody being divided on literally everything anymore because you have the people that are like, no, AMD can do no wrong. And everybody agrees AMD is doing wrong now. So those people are now just so entrenched that you can't have a conversation with them anymore because logic and reason have no basis in any of their conversations anymore. And then you have everybody else that's like, I used to like AMD. I, I have a Polaris card or even a Vega card and I really liked it. And it did real. they did right by me. And I bought, you know, uh, you know, a Ryzen 1600 or a 2700X or even a 3700X or whatever. But, you know, now they're dicking me around. And then was it a year and a half later? Now they're coming out with the CPUs that I would have wanted a year and a half ago. I don't know. I think it's going to do well for them. I think that they will sell. And uh, I think people are just a little bit upset that Intel doesn't have budget boards. Um, and when I say budget boards, like Intel needs like $60 motherboards. It's like you have to have a 40 to $60 motherboard range, uh, when you're selling hundred dollar CPUs, sorry, you just do. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that the people that pay attention are just, just getting completely split apart on AMD right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's I definitely got a little disenfranchised. It's like, okay, I see how this is going. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you, I'm just gonna treat you like Nvidia now, then. Okay, <laughs> you you get no 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 second chances. That's it. It's uh the benefit of the doubt that that I used to give them. It's gone. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, that's, right. it. that's everything I have to say about that. Too little, too late. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's very succinct with that one. Uh, are you saying only by Intel now? See, that's that's this type no. of mentality. I don't like what AMD's doing. That means you like Intel. It's like, well, not necessarily. I mean, realistically, at this point in time, or before this announcement, because they're not actually out yet, I would say the only two CPUs for gaming worth buying is the 12100 and 12400. Because if you're buying more than that, you better be doing more than gaming. Um, um, actually, those aren't good enough because they're not 16 cores. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Tech deals. Where'd you come from? <laughs> you're, you're holding back gaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, also, the Steam Deck is the devil because that's yep. holding back gaming. Basically, all the stuff that I find interesting is, is, is the devil. It's and, yours. Uh, <laughs> what's that? How dare, how dare you enjoy your hobby? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you be happy with your two or three hundred dollar machine? How dare you? Yeah. yeah. Uh it's getting getting kind of crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, there there is a lot of that mentality of like it it's like, well, I bought this, so therefore you're not allowed to buy something lesser because I need games to be optimized for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah, but you nobody has your money, so <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing that I, I think is really going to hit hard. There might actually eventually become a market for making it like, like the old crisis, which was just way beyond what anybody had. Um, 
basically nobody can run this. Like it doesn't even run on PS5 or Series X. Like they need a pro upgrade just to run these type of games. Um, th there's a huge market out there that would love that. You could probably charge two or three hundred dollars for the game too. Be like, we're not gonna get a lot of sales, so we're gonna be charging you two or three hundred dollars for basically this benchmark. Um, and the, I guarantee you, somebody's gonna buy it, which is just insane. But uh, yeah, for the most part, people got to understand it's like the the most gamed on platform on the planet is smartphone, hands down. Um, and then console and mainstream PC. If you look at mainstream PC, it's way weaker than console. So you got to put that as like the minimum spec. And uh, even newer games, I think Elden Ring still runs fine on like a 1060 and RX 580. You've just got to adjust settings. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's going to be the base spec probably for a long, long time until pricing kind of shifts. It just is. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. There, there it is. Uh, 3080s minimum spec for gaming. I mean, it's minimum, <laughs> it's minimum spec if you want to hit certain things like on UE5 with what we're seeing. But here's the thing. It's got to be optimized. It's got to run on a Series S just has to they'll have to make it work all right so uh did you ask your discord for any questions i got I a few did actually up. ask a few questions this time all right i, want, or I asked four questions so let's see let's see um gotta pull mine up it's mostly just people like saying things <laughs> they're not even like asking questions why do they always do this uh, you and Paul, my guys are pretty good about it. Love my guys, by the way. You guys are really good at not doing that. Um, oh, I found one. I found one. Oh, I, I got to address this one, too, though. We have uh, RT Gaming. 3080 needs a minimum of 5800X or 5900X, I mean. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, you can literally pair a 3090 with a 12100 if you're yeah, gaming at 4K. Fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> fine. I mean, hey... I'd rather see you pair a 3090 with a 12100 than a uh, LCD. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That, you sh you need to make that a meme. That'd be pretty like, good. Serious? I'm I'm serious. <laughs> like you'll get if if that's what it takes, if you if you absolutely must have a 3090, but that means that you can your your choices are I get a 12900K and an LCD or I get a 12100 and an OLED. <laughs> do the 12100. You can always upgrade the CPU later. <laughs> like, it's true enough. If, true if enough. Yeah. To. Yeah. People always forget about that, you know, because you always get the, well, I love DIY because I could upgrade, but then it's like, no, I'm future proofing. It's like, well, then you're eliminating one of the main benefits that you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of the point? Don't you like putting new stuff in there? Like, <laughs> dude, yeah. I change my graphics cards like six times a year. <laughs> like, I, I just like I'll buy something, I'll sell my old one, I'll buy another one, sell the old one, just try different vendors, just 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 for fun. Literally, as long as I'm not like losing money, basically, you know. Right. Or if it's like losing a little bit of money, because it's just you know, it's like whatever. I just trying new stuff. Uh, R RT Gaming saying uh, that was sarcasm. No, I I got it. I, I got yeah. your 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 channel, your inner tech deals. Um, all right, so I got one from Dragon Riders. I think we already addressed this, but. Uh, would AMD be able to beat NVIDIA this time, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, hold on. I got a spammer here. Yeah. I mean, I guess elaborate a little bit. I mean, 
Ray tracing, maybe not. Rasterizing, yes. There you go. That's <laughs> that's my answer for that. I mean, we talked about it earlier, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, here here's my thing. It's a l- little bit different. Um, it's going to be, what do you mean by beat? Do they o- offer a faster product? Because, yes. Are they going to beat NVIDIA? No. <laughs> You're not in sales. <laughs> no. no. See, that's, that's why beat is just kind of not descriptive enough. Uh, I mean, yeah. maybe they will in sales, but it's got to be like an amazing price, super great availability. They got to get their marketing on point. I, they're not going to do all those things. We know. We know. <laughs> yeah, the day the days of AMD going, oh, we're twenty five percent faster than your flagship that you're charging three thousand for. We're going to charge nine ninety nine. Uh, old AMD probably would have done that just to like blow the shit out of the market share. This AMD is not going to do that. I mean, I hope they do. I would love it, but I just don't oh, see it. Yeah, that'd buy back almost all the goodwill that they lost, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got a question? Yeah. This is the one question out of like the 10 just <laughs> random comments that they just said. And of course, they're now arguing with each other too. <laughs> and I got the, is a 4080 overkill for 3440 by 1440? Or if I get a 4080, should I get a 4K monitor? So, um, Yes and no. So like 3440 by 1440, like a 3080 is plenty for that. But it also depends on the games you're playing. Like so a 3080, yeah, it should be plenty for basically the majority of all games today. Um, but there's a chance that in the future games come out where 4080s now like the more than enough card. So I guess it depends. It, it depends on the games you play and stuff. Um, but you don't I don't think you'll need it. I mean, in a worst-case scenario, let's say new games come out that are way harder and you're running a 3080, you could just turn a few settings down. I, I know that, like, for a lot of people, that's, like, the... You can't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, I ran a 2060 for a while on a 4K OLED, and I just turned my settings to low, and it was perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, it didn't look quite as nice. There's, there's a few settings I'd turn up, like maybe one certain shadow setting I'd turn up, because, like, at low, it looked really bad. Um, but for the majority of things, it looked fine. You know, it's not like horrible looking at low. My favorite example is The Witcher Three. Like everybody knows that game. Everybody's played it. Witcher Three at Ultra is what low, maybe medium, is on modern games. Yeah, just, that's just true. think, just think about that. Did Witcher Three look good enough for you? Yes. Low, medium settings probably fine for you. Yeah, but um, the 3080, you're not going to have to even drop the low <laughs> at 3440 by 4040. You'll be playing ultra max frame rate on most games, and the few games where you want the extra frames, you can either just decide to play ultra and get a little bit lower frame rate or, uh, you know, lower some settings. Uh, but if if you want every single game for, for a while to be max settings, max frame rate, then, yeah, 4080 will probably be good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll, you'll, you'll have no issue. I mean, you definitely won't need anything higher than that. So that um, as for should you get a 4K monitor? It depends. Like I wouldn't buy a 4K LCD, um, but an OLED maybe. Yeah, like a 42 inch could do that. But yeah. it depends on whether you want it or not. Like, do you prefer your ultra wide? So, in fact, oh. actually, this is something that I've been doing on my ultra wide that looks really nice. Um, you can create a custom resolution. You have to use it using custom res- custom resolution utility. You cannot do it in the NVIDIA control panel for whatever reason. People won't tell you that, so write that down in your notes. <laughs> There's no information on the web that tells you that. Turns out you have to use custom resolution utility, but if you make one and you restart your system, you can open it up in the um, Windows display settings and run uh, 
you have to run 3840 by 1620 to get the true 21 by 9 aspect ratio. It's weird, but I've done the math, and that's that's how it works out. If you do that, you can run 3840 by 1620 on an OLED. And yes, it will wear the pixels in the center more than the, the outside, so you are going to damage the lifespan of your display if you exclusively run that. However, it's way easier to run than 4K, and it looks just as pixel dense. So you can just bring it a little closer. You can run that resolution. You're getting an amazing resolution and ultra wide. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Con Connor's definitely uh, tried out all the all the little neat tricks. Um, I personally think that you're spot on with that. So. All right. So this one's from uh, Denver 1G1. Uh, Nvidia may have an ace up their sleeve. Do you think that the 4000 series will turn uh, those fake CUDA cores into real CUDA? Uh, that can also run int. So, so basically, are they going to add a third core inside of each one uh, instead of the other way around where you only see negative 10% improvement or less than 10% improvement, I think is what he's saying. Uh, estimated compared Turing to Ampere because uh, there's no Ampere cards other than the A100 that does not support FP32 on its int cores. So I don't think so. I don't think that they're going to change it up too much uh on the core because they like those big numbers and then they could throw out there yeah we got like eight trillion teraflops meanwhile in reality it's half that but i think um i don't know if they'll do it but it would make a lot of sense like we'll, we'll see but like if i was nvidia i would like i would just split that fp32 int again like they had in turing basically just like split them in half and then you can run fp32 int on all the 18,000 cores. That'll basically just be your IPC uplift. It, it would be anywhere from 10 to 20 plus percent IPC just from doing that. You, you'd have to do absolutely nothing else. That's it. <laughs> like That'd be your IPC. There you go. <laughs> well, what? You would just add in a, another core then? So the way that it, it currently is, is you have like, so with Turing, uh, for the first time, I believe they split. So the way it was is you had FP32 slash int, and they split it. So it's FP32 and int. Now it's FP32 and FP32 plus int. So if you split it again, it's FP32 int, FP32 int. <laughs> so okay, you so, so, so you're basically doubling. Yeah, you basically want to double the, uh, the so cores. It would, yeah, it would take up a little bit more space on the die. Um, but I think they could do it. And, and they, I just don't know if they will. It, it yeah, might be something that they I, save for next time. I, I don't know. I mean, it's basically just adding, uh, basically changing the SM structure to have more computational horsepower realistically they'll probably both do fp32 and in in the future um there's probably some you know transistors necessary for them to flip back and forth because otherwise you're just wasting speed having cores that are able to do different math is much better than having basically fixed function uh technology so i, I don't think that they would just do that if they added like in your example where they had basically two and two i think they'd have four and they would both do FP32 or in. So this way, depending on what workload is necessary, it could do basically maximize the amount of calculations it could do. I don't think that they'd go backwards technologically. That's well, my it, thought. I, I wouldn't say it's like going backwards. It's just like right now. So they have, so like I said, they have a row of FP32s. They just mm -hmm. do FP32s. And then they have FP32 slash int. And that mm -hmm. they used to just do FP32 slash int. And, the issue with this approach right now is the way the way it's put together as far as I'm 
aware is when, let's say, an integer operation goes across the CUDA cores um, in that SM, they can no longer do FP32 on half the FP32 cores is, is the way I, I've seen it. I don't, maybe it breaks down even smaller than that, but um, that's the way I understand it as of right now. So if they were to split it again, and, and it would take a little bit more silicon space, but they could technically do it, um, then if integer came across, they could use the full FP32 performance while integer is running too. So well, it basically allows them to do double time. So then you would be able to get more of the performance out of those FP32 cores that we got. So like, for example, if they did that with um, Ampere this time around, instead of getting 40% um, more performance out of the 3090, you might've seen 50, 60% more performance out of the 40, uh, out of the 3090 compared to the 2080 Ti because it would have been so much, uh, it would have been able to do so much more math uh, concurrently, like all at the same time that it basically would have been like a big IPC jump, uh, but they didn't do that because they didn't have the silicon space to do it. So I, that's why I'm like, they could do it, I don't know if they have the space to do it. It might be something they save for next time or maybe even restructuring the whole way they do everything. So I, it would make sense. It would be smart, but I just don't know if they have the budget for it, basically. Well, I mean, they're adding just more SMs, which is basically it's accomplishing the same thing because the way that it works now is you're right. They're, the way it was on Turing is you had two, basically just think of it as two blocks. One did FP32, one did integer. That's it. Mm -hmm. So the in-core does nothing if it's just all FP32 workloads. So basically what they did is said, okay, these integer cores just aren't being maximized. So they left performance on the table. So now it can, either, depending on workload, it'll decide whichever way it needs to go. So this way, it, basically it's never idle because most applications are always doing FP32. So you don't have to worry about that so much. Um, so what they should do or what I think that they will likely do is once again, you have the FP32 block and then the one that kind of flips back and forth, they'll both flip back and forth. And then you're basically maximizing. What you're saying is just add more cores in there, which, yeah, they could do that, but or they could just add more SMs. Whichever way they want to go is on them because uh, the, the end goal will be the same. So, Yeah, if, if they could basically make the GPU smarter and, like, each individual FP32 slash int is able to choose, like, as soon as it comes in, that would make mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, I, it's just a scheduling it, thing. Yeah, the way I understand it now, it's, it's, it basically is a scheduling issue is, is what it sounds like so you, you can either just split them up again and it would just immediately solve it but it would take more space right or you can build the gpu smarter and mm -hmm. it, it would do it that way too i just don't know which way they're going to do it i don't know if they have the transistor budget to do anything about it um we'll see well <laughs> I we're, we're, we're expecting triple the transistor so i think they got the space yeah i i, I imagine they'll do something about it like so, that will be probably where your IPC comes from is they'll, they'll have some sort of change in the core. But from what I've heard, it's pretty similar uh, to Ampere. So I don't know how much of a change it'll be. That might be something that they fully tackle in like the 50 series. Yeah. I mean, even Turing, like Ampere really is no better than Turing. Uh, you basically take Ampere, divide FP32, divide by two, and then compare it to its Turing counterpart at the same spec like same speed and frequency, memory bandwidth, basically the same. <laughs> so uh, Turing was a pretty good uplift. A lot of people didn't didn't uh, recognize that, uh, mostly due to the fact that they went stupid with pricing. But Turing was pretty good. Ampere is a nothing burger. It's basically like Maxwell to Pascal. Technically, in IPC, there's nothing. This one, we're expecting the same thing, just a shit ton more clock speed. So, yep.
All right, so uh, let me just run through the chat here real quick. I think that's about all we got for today. Um, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. I am remodeling the kitchen. going to help the wife out. She's already kind of working on that. Um, unless if you have anything else, any topics that you want to bring up. No, that's that's about it for me. All right, cheese and cores. Let's see. These guys are basically talking about it. Uh, modern games don't utilize more than about 20% of the instructions in integers. Uh, that's why NVIDIA has done away done it that way with Ampere. Yeah, I mean, integer is not sense. that big of a deal. Also, CPU takes a lot of that. But, you know, if they can make the cores do both and it's not that big of a transistor um, budget, it just means that the, the GPU is more capable for other workloads. Somebody out there probably does a shit ton of int calculations and could use this the parallelized uh, integer. So there's that. Just to make it more efficient, yeah. Yeah. Uh, King Tiberius, thank you for the Stealth 5 here at the end. Um, let's see, we got Zen. Uh, s sorry, buddy, it was at Strata. Strata? Yeah, sorry, it's just getting uh, hard to read on this one right here. Question, now that uh, mining is uh, finally waning, will companies reduce pricing on upcoming or next-gen, uh, or will they just keep prices high and hope people buy anyway? What do you think on that one? Well, they're already decreasing prices because they have no choice. Like, they're just sitting on shelves not being sold. So, I mean, some of the models that are a little bit closer to reasonable are, are selling, but um, it's just less and less people are interested in purchasing cards that are a year and a half old, about to be replaced by much, much faster cards for way over what they should be. So they're dropping real quick. I think what um, he's asking is, do you think that the pricing that we're seeing throughout most of this generation will be the pricing of next generation? Kind of. I would say like prices will raise, but you'll also get more performance. So it'll look better. Like you, you'll, I think you, if you've been in the GPU market for a while, you won't be happy about the pricing, um, but you will be happy about the price to performance uplift. So that's that. <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping so. Like, uh, you know, if you pay 10% more, but you get 50% more performance, that'd be fine. Because you want 30% for the exact same amount of money each mm -hmm. generation. Like I said, the early cards this gen, the 2020 launches, those MSRPs were just destroyed by stuff outside of the control of NVIDIA, AMD, and any of their AIBs. Um, the later stuff, I'd say anything that released 6700 XT or later, that's when everybody kind of knew where stuff was going to land. I think that those prices should be what we hold everybody to. So if you see like the 3080, like Connor thinks it'll be 899 or higher, he's thinking a thousand. I think 899 is where it's going to be. I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, I just, I just said 480 because you said 3080. <laughs> so oh. people don't be confused. <laughs> uh, I actually think 3080s will also be 899 <laughs> if they hit retail at any reasonable amount. I don't think you'd see them any lower than that. I've seen a few lower, but you got to like purchase them overseas. So it's it's one of those where like, you got to wait for it. It's used, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking new. See, the, yeah. the used price. Retail. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm only talking about retail because I think next generation, a lot of people will be happy with the fact that retail pricing will be pretty stabilized. But I do believe that uh, at least on NVIDIA's high end, they're going to just let their AIBs run with it and they might do it top to bottom. So we might see like stupid pricing at first, but if they don't sell, those prices will come down quickly. So we'll see how it goes. I think they'll sell. 
<laughs> I think they'll right. raise the price and they'll sell just fine, but it'll be like less wild. Like you'll actually have a chance to buy them. <laughs> it's just that they'll be like, it, it, I think it'll be a little more normal. Like it'll be one of those where the first month they come out, you just can't get them. And then as the months go on, it becomes easier and easier. And then they are just in stock, but they're just going to be expensive. So, yeah. Well, without an MSRP or a Founders Edition, like you were saying, there, there's really no guiding light. So let's just use the 4060, for example. So it might launch, doesn't have an MSRP or any price point. They might come out at seven or 800, uh, just like they are now. They'll test the water, see if they're selling, and then they'll just slowly slide down. Uh, I really hope that's not the case, because realistically, you might not see what we would consider to be normal-ish pricing until the end of the generation, because they might just drop it down like by like $5 a week or something until they hit a selling point, sell through, and then drop down and then hold. And I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people are broken uh, in this particular market. And it also depends on what Intel does. If Intel can get competitive uh, in the next few years, these guys can't pull this bullshit. Same thing with AMD. If AMD is like, no, we're going to be the king. We want to get a lot of market share. They could do that. They could absolutely crush NVIDIA's dreams. But we know NVIDIA's game plan, and that's to maximize money. So is AMD's. <laughs> it is. But uh, NVIDIA's, I, I think that they're just more to the moon. I think they'll be oh, the yeah. first ones charging 5,000 for graphics cards. Consumer great graphics cards. Yeah, basically NVIDIA, NVIDIA creates a new price target and then amd just follows in line that's that's how it yeah. goes if we see amd push it like we were saying before it's like hey we're faster we charge six thousand it's basically buy intel or find a new hobby yeah, like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah there's, there's certain prices where i'm just like no thanks no <laughs> yeah it, it just get a little ridiculous on that high end and unfortunately i i think the mainstream segment is getting squeezed out so personally i'm more interested in those little niche things um, moving forward. There's a lot of really cool alt, I guess we can call it alt tech because it's not what we would normally think of as like gaming technology. There's a lot of uh, innovation going on out there. The Steam Deck's the perfect example. I'd consider that an alt tech device and it's gaining a lot of traction. So there's always gonna be a way to go if you don't wanna be a part of this. And uh, this generation is really gonna be the make or break I think for a lot of people. If they don't do right by the customer base, in my opinion, they're going to lose a large portion, but they might not care because they'll make up the margins on everybody else. And that'd be a shame. Yep. <laughs> All right. So on that note, we'll wrap this up. I want to thank everybody for watching. If you haven't subscribed to Graphically Challenged, you do have the link down below. We're trying to hit that 100K. And uh, where are you at right now on that one? Um, I think I'm at like almost 84,000. So I'm, ge I'm getting there. So yeah, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Get all crazy. Uh, share, <laughs> I thought you were a little closer because we had the super chat trying to put it. I thought you were like at like maybe like 95 or something. Oh. Uh, but yeah, subscribe I, I anyway. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Get them over there. If you haven't subscribed to my channel for whatever reason, go ahead, click down below. Do a video that will be going up either later today or possibly tomorrow. Um, basically going over this kind of stuff that we talked about here in a little bit more detail. And then, uh, yeah, if you guys like the videos, make sure you smash the like buttons, all that sort of stuff. And thank you all for watching. And we'll catch you guys in the next video. All right. It's still ending.